0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three Stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, welcome to an instant reaction podcast here. The Patriots go into Lambeau Field, play what was arguably their best game of the season, only to lose in overtime with no time left on the clock, uh, Twenty 27-24 no, uh, to the Packers. But I, listen, it's a loss, and there's no such thing as moral victories in the NFL. But Matt, you got to feel pretty good about this team coming out of this game, don't you?
1: Yeah, we could talk about moral victories, and obviously if you're a player, there's no moral victories. Right. I'm a fan. I'm here to watch it and have fun. And anytime you go on the road uh, – forget any other circumstances. If you go on the road against the guy that won the MVP last year and hold your own, we're going to feel pretty good about that. And if you do it with the quarterback and injury situation, the Patriots had, obviously we're going to get into Zappy and Hoyer and all that, but we yep. can't overlook the fact no Jalen Mills, no Lawrence guy. Those are key contributors here. Um, and, uh, I think they were missing other guys. That guys get banged up during the game. Yeah. Um, Losing track of who who's hurt and who isn't at this point. Yeah. So, anytime you do that and you're able to go do even a little bit, I'm I feel good about it. Better than I
0: did, hundred percent. And that's the thing is that you know we obviously I was there, right? So, but you know, we went to the game thinking, all right, just keep it close, just make it make yeah. it a good game, and that's all that matters if it's good. And then they had a real chance to win at the end, right? right.
1: They sucker you in by actually playing
0: well. Yeah, and they play great. And and you know you mentioned earlier off camera, but you were saying you know it's similar to the Tampa or the Dallas game from last year, where you kind of weren't sure if the Patriots were going to be able to compete with a team like that, and yet they go out and they do. And you know they're not able to come up; they come up short in the end. But I think that there's so many positives to take away from this game. Jack Jones is a big positive from this game, you know. And listen. Was he perfect? Absolutely not. Is he going to have to get better at tackling? Absolutely, because they ran right at him and they threw quick screens right at him for sure. But that pick six was electric. I mean, that was awesome. And he played, as far as coverage is concerned, he played well. The other one is Miles Bryant. Get Miles Bryant the hell off my football field. I just can't stand it. He's already been replaced the punt return, and we saw what Marcus Jones can do a punt return today, and it's electric. And maybe we could just put him in the slot instead of Miles Bryant, and that will be better too.
1: I think it's it's always a tough ask, too, to ask any young player to go against Randall Cobb one-on-one in the slot. And it's, that's, you're down Jalen Mills, and it's, all right, our options for Aaron Rodgers' favorite receiver that's currently in the NFL that isn't Devontae Parker are an undersized slot guy who's a veteran or an undersized slot guy who basically hasn't played in the NFL. Right. sometimes it's, sometimes the other team has more talent. And I thought that's probably the most impressive part of this. Packers are, on paper, a better team than the Patriots. No Jair Alexander, which helps, but no Jacoby Myers. So a wash, to a degree at least. And, yeah, it was a well-coached game. I thought the coaching staff did a fantastic job. But, yeah, I know we're going to talk about this game, but I do have to ask you, as a big Patriots, as a big football fan, Lambeau
0: Field, you were there. I want to hear all about it. Lives up to the hype, man. Lives up to the hype. It was fantastic. Great place to watch a a game. The stadium was electric. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a little surprised. It was louder during the game than I expected when the Packers were on offense. Usually at Gillette, if the Patriots were on offense, it's pretty quiet. And it was pretty loud at Lambeau pretty much the whole game. And then, of course, when the Patriots were on offense, it got really loud at a few points. I posted a few videos on Twitter because it was just like really, really loud at points. Mm-hmm. The people around us were pretty nice. There was one guy who was just drunk and being an idiot. But for the most part, the people were very nice before the game. The people tailgating, we we were tailgating in someone's yard. Um, and she <laughs> came out and was talking to us. And the people around us were super nice. And I then we were walking around some of the tailgates, talking to people. And it was just, it was awesome. They were playing uh, this game called hammer Hammerschlagen, where uh, you have like a sledgehammer, but you use the back end, like the skinny end of the sledgehammer. And mm-hmm. everyone has like a like a block of wood and everyone has a nail. And whoever can knock the nail in first, you go around in the circle, whoever can knock the nail in first wins. It was a pretty cool game. So they were playing that and then people playing all sorts of different things. And it was fun, but everyone was was uh, was very, very nice. Um, and so I, I enjoyed that. Now, I will say I was a little disappointed. OK, I was I was trying to do a pen exchange, as everyone knows. Uh, it did not happen. I could not find anyone with a pin whatsoever. Um, so, what I had to do was go to the. I did go to the pro shop and nope, it's over here. I did go to the pro shop <laughs> and buy myself a Packers pin. Um, so I didn't trade with anyone, but I did pick up a Packers pin while I was there. So I have that going for me. But, but overall, the it was just just the fact that we were there. And tomorrow, of course, uh, tomorrow we'll be doing a um, a tour as well, a ninety minute tour, uh, which okay. is actually onto the sideline, which I'm pretty excited about. So um but you know it was a it was a great experience uh the the tailgating was fantastic it was just awesome and the house that we're staying at here is amazing right on the water um there's a fire pit right down by the water so it's 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 fantastic so couldn't ask couldn't ask for a better game unless they won right i mean it's it's like literally a perfect game to see except they didn't win it yeah how
1: how were the the beer the sausages and the cheese how much of that did you have and did it live up to the hype so i can't drink beer because i can't
0: have carbonation um okay. sausages i haven't had a sausage here yet i did have some kielbasa but that doesn't really count because it's not really S- yeah. um and i will be getting some cheese curds some fried cheese curds tomorrow at lunch i think we're going to eat at the 1919 restaurant which is the restaurant that's inside um lambo oh, but we are nice we're eat there tomorrow for lunch after the tour so. Yeah. Um, she- so i haven't had haven't any of that stuff yet but we'll
1: see Cheese curds are fantastic. That's probably the biggest thing. I, I was out in the Midwest this summer. That's the one thing that I still like crave, and I wish yeah. I could get here in New York. I'm sure that it's New York City. I'm sure there's a spot I can get yeah. cheese curds. Yeah, but uh, it's not. It's not the same. Um, but yeah, obviously tough outcome. What was it? What was the energy in the stadium when Hoyer went down, and you see Zappy? How do you figure that out too? And you're you're in the stadium. Obviously, we get the tweets, and we got you can see what's going on. Were you watching Hoyer go into the well?
0: What's interesting is that we were sitting in the end zone where the two teams ran out. So the so the Packers run out from the corner of the end zone, but the Patriots come out from the middle of the end zone, right behind Mm -hmm. the goalpost, and it was our end zone, and so. You know i saw a tweet that hoyer was in the was in the blue tent and Zappy was warming up and then as i saw that tweet hoyers walking down the sideline into the into the locker room so i could see that at that point that he was out and i'm like oh i guess Zappy's going in and then you know soon after that there was a you know notification basically that, that he was out right and then i got john smith hobbling off the field as well with it with an apparent ankle injury so we'll see kind of where that takes him um yeah. but you know i listen I tweeted out before I said it before I still stand by it. I think Bailey Zappi is better than Brian Hoyer. I do. Um, yeah. he's going to make some rookie mistakes and he took some bad sacks tonight. He did. He took some bad sacks tonight. He had That fumble, uh, right before the, the Jack Jones pick six, which yeah. that's just a clock. That clock has got to be in your head, man. Like you have to yeah. know there's going to be someone coming and Isaiah win was terrible. So you have to kind of know that that's guy, guys definitely coming. Um, and so, you know, Those are things he's gonna have to work on but i thought overall he played pretty damn well to go into a game where forget about your first action it's the first game he's actually been dressed for in the nfl so he's dressed for a game in the nfl here he is and gets thrown in in the middle of the first quarter in a hostile environment in at lambeau field and i thought you know and he played pretty damn well you know he he missed a few guys and and he made a few rookie mistakes but. I don't know what more you can ask for the guy. I thought he played extremely well.
1: Yeah, I agree, and it's you also consider just the practice element. If you're the third string quarterback, you do not get a lot of reps. Yeah. This is a guy who basically in his life, at least in college, and yeah, he has not taken snaps from under center. And now you're asking him to play in an offense that's run centric, and you're going with six offensive linemen and all that. Yeah, huge changes. I mean, it just the once he settled in, you could see he had the touch. He was starting to see the field. Yep he looked better than I think anybody could have asked for. So obviously we'll see what happens with the Hoyer situation, uh, whether or not he's even available to play next week. I think given recent events, they're going to play that very cautiously. Yes. Um, So I'm in the perspective of it's, it would be very hard to put that football back in Brian Hoyer's hands at this point. If Mac is not the guy, if he's not ready on Sunday.
0: Right. And I, I do think I'm with you on that. I really do feel that, you put Zappy in, and, and for a few reasons, but I think num- reason number one for me is that Hoyer's probably not gonna be able to practice on Tuesday. And so if Hoyer doesn't practice on Tuesday... Today's
1: episode is brought to you by cars.com.
0: Is he going to be ready for practice on Wednesday? When does he clear concussion? Because we assume it's a concussion, right? I mean, I assume. That's I, don't what they, know. I think
1: that's what they said. Well, I mean, I think they, they said, said it head, head injury. injury.
0: They didn't it officially say concussion, but like what other, what other issue is it going to be if it's not a head injury? Yeah. And so you look at it and say, okay, if it's a head injury, then you have to think he's going to miss a few days at least, yeah. even if he can come back before Sunday. And then Zappy's been taking all the first team snaps. So now you're going to take the first team snaps away from Zappy and then give it back to Hoyer and then Hoyer. I just feel like this Sunday, it should be, it should be Zappy. And I'll tell you what, man. In the red throwback jerseys, I was not excited to see Axel Hoyer back there, quarterback. And to the fact that it's Zappy a quarterback with the throwback jerseys, if that's the case. Now listen, he looked awfully good in those red jerseys last year at Western Kentucky, throwing 62 touchdown passes. Gets to throw one a red jersey okay. again. You never know. You never know what's going to happen against the New York Jets. I think that <laughs> Belichick wants to win. Oh, it's the line. I guess it doesn't matter. But you know, Belichick obviously wants to win every game. But I do think there is. You know, I just feel like now that Hoyer got hurt and Zappy went in for him and played well, I think you can make an argument he played better than Aaron Rodgers. And I do want to talk about Aaron Rodgers because that's interesting. Um, yeah,
1: we'll will have to talk about the defense. But there's but uh, I, we got a question that was fascinating, and yeah, Bill, question here. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And pull it up. Uh, ASJ twelve. Do you think Bill will sign another quarterback? That's- I lean towards. Yeah, it's the only way you don't is if Mac or Hoyer is good to go this week, and I think that that is an incredibly low chance. Um, the other thing, and I I wasn't on this week, uh, but if I was on this week, if I had if I hadn't gotten food poisoning this week, um, what I would have said on the show is um, with what's going on with Mac, if he's out for six, seven weeks. It doesn't matter when he goes on IR. You put him on IR when you need the roster spot.
0: Right.
1: And it's like, all right, if Max actually, if, if Hoyer is week to week or day to day, and Max actually out for six weeks, he's going to go on IR immediately so they can just sign another body to play quarterback or get somebody on the practice squad. And uh, the other thing too is if Hoyer is, if, if Hoyer's out for three weeks, I think he's probably going on IR. If he's out for two weeks, he might go on IR because you just need another body there. Yeah. Also, Ty- Tyquan Thornton at some point should be coming back off of IR. We don't know exactly when, but we're at a point where you're going to start needing some roster spots. So if, if, if they know Hoyer's not going to play and he has a concussion, get him off the
0: 53. I'll tell you what, there's going to be one roster spot open up pretty soon. But I do want to pull this one up. <laughs> Dark blue gold, Bailey Zab is the first player to ever make his NFL debut as a visitor at Lambeau Field and throw a TD pass in that game. Lambeau opened in 1957. That is crazy that that's Making never happened straight. before. Uh, it's pretty cool. I will say, yeah. uh, I think that extra roster spot is going to belong to Isaiah Win because my, oh God, my God, did he play awful today? It, yeah. Just it, absolutely
1: terrible. Yeah, he was. He was bad. I will. I want to talk about him, but I just thought of a, a little a little fun
0: question here. By the way, dark blue gold, you get 100% credit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. CBS said it. You brought it to us. You get the credit. credit. Period.
1: Yep. All right. Bailey Zappi today. Jacoby Brissett against the Texans. Jimmy Garoppolo against the Dolphins. And we'll throw in Castle in relief against the Chiefs week one. Okay. How are you ranking those four emergency quarterback performances? Oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) I mean, you'd have to put Jacoby number one, wouldn't you? I mean, they won that game by a That's good fair. margin, right? That's fair. And they fair. them out, didn't they? So you probably have to put Jacoby number one. Although they won, they won the game against. They won the Jimmy G game, but oh, the Chief, yeah. no, they didn't win. They won the Chief game.
1: Yeah, they did. They had a goal line stand to win that game.
0: No wait, wait. Oh wait, opener. They won that one with when oh, Brady Castle. went down. Oh Castle. Yeah. We about, I was talking about yeah. Jimmy G. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Castle. they won. That's true. Yeah. I would say you'd probably put Jimmy G next, although he got hurt in that game, but he threw four touchdown passes in the first half. So like, yeah,
1: they built I a huge that... lead, blew him out, and then he got hurt and the offense kind of came back.
0: Right. Right. So I guess he'd probably put Jimmy G second on that list. Then I put Zappy, and then I'll go castle last. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's it. Right. That was the only one. Is there, there anybody was... else who came in anything? like that? I'm trying
1: to think. I mean, well, Brady did, but I feel maybe like that's so
0: a... maybe Zoe so in 92 or something like that. That's maybe. before my
1: time. I don't know. I can't, yeah. Hey, yeah. if we if we want to, we could throw Brady against the Jets in 01, which might that actually was... go. I might go at the bottom of his list. He was not great in that game and they lost. He they scored it. three yeah. points.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just think I think for me, you see what you have in a guy like Zappy. I think that you yeah. see the potential that's there. Man, when he that pass that he threw Kendrick Bourne on the comeback route, where he play action, gets to his back step, and just phew, fired it in. And that was awesome. And, you know, you you see what you have a guy that threw 62 touchdown passes last year at Western Kentucky. Like, he can sling it around. And so, you know, to me, I just, I don't know why we'd be starting Brian Hoyer. And I listen, he's going to make stupid rookie mistakes. He's going to. That's going to happen. Yeah. But outside of the fumble, he didn't throw a bad interception, right? He didn't do one of those things. Yeah. And so it's, you know, that's one of those things. And so I look at that and say, all right, it is what it is. By the way, look at this one. Another one from Dark Blue Gold. Daily Zappi's 25-yard pass. TD was his first by a rookie this season. First passing touchdown. Although it was the second touchdown by a rookie quarterback because Kenny Pickett had a one-yard touchdown run earlier in the day. Um, about that. it was the first passing touchdown by a rookie quarterback this year. So interesting stuff huh. That is very, very interesting. Yeah yep so but Uh, i I just i think to me and i said this before i said this before hoyer got hurt i really do feel that zappy gives you the best chance to win i think he's your best player the best option in that spot i do think that he's better than brian hoyer already right now i think he's better than brian Hoyer. so to me that's what you do
1: and really the only limit the, the limitation there isn't who who can make more throws like if, if it's who can make more throws it's zappy 10 times out of 10 it all comes down to the mental side and obviously we know brian hoyer has made his share of bad mistakes but the issue is like hoyer knows this playbook inside and out which means that when he's out there he can audible he can change plays at the line he can set up the teammate his teammates for better stuff Zappy's obviously not there yet. I think a couple plays in, there was one point where Andrews is turning back to him, basically saying, Hey, you did this wrong, tapping him on the head and saying, we're going to get it next time. And so there's going to be like, Andrews is making all the calls at the line today. And if Hoyer's out there, that's not how that's going to go. But also if if Hoyer can't go. And also the, the cats out of the bag. Like it's one thing. If he's, if he hasn't shown, he can do it once he's shown, he can do it a little bit and you can give him a week of practice as the starter. We saw – what I mean, that Jacoby Brissett Thursday night game, that was with a week of practice there. Not a week. It was a Thursday night. But some some lead up to that game where it's, all right, we're going to put in a game plan for this quarterback based on his strengths. If That's right. what it is with Zappy next week. I don't know how good he'll be. I don't know how much that one game is going to say about any future success he has. But I think we do know based on the history of these coaches – that they're going to be able to put them in a, in a position to succeed. And you're yeah. going to need a team win. They're not going to get you the win, but they can put the player in a position to play to their strengths. Right. I mean, before that Thursday night game, when's the last time we
0: saw a design run for a quarterback?
1: True. We didn't see that in the playbook. And you get a guy who can actually do it, so they call it.
0: Right. Uh, so I will say one thing that ASJ is asking here is, is on in overtime, they had the ball fourth and five just about midfield, a little bit, a little bit fast about a little bit uh, further than midfield. Um, mm-hmm. And they decided to punt instead of going for it. And I understand the reluctance of people. I understand the thought process in going for it instead of not going for it. Mm-hmm. You saw something similar last year in overtime. Yeah. Um, and I think Belichick tends to get a little more conservative in overtime than he does uh in in the regular game now of course if you don't get it there the packers are 15 yards from from winning the game and so i understand that but at the same time last year you punted the cowboys you never got the ball back this year you punt to the packers you never get the ball back at the game so i just I, I i do think they probably should have gone for it i think but that's not what bill does especially not with a rookie quarterback out there
1: no and obviously i think The offense had also hadn't stalled, but it may have maxed out earlier in the game. And there there may not have been a lot more ceiling on that. And they may have thought our best chance at getting into range to kick a field goal is getting a stop, forcing a punt. Marcus Jones gets another big return or we're going to get a pick. We're going to force a turnover. I think they might think, all right, that's going to be our better actual odds of success. You give Aaron Rodgers, if you say if you put him in a position where he has to get 20 yards to win you the game. He's, yeah, he's probably gonna work. do that. And I don't think that's a criticism of our defense at all. I think he's, no, it's just Rodgers, just... right?
0: Now, Matt, yeah. did you know? I don't know if you knew this or not. Did you know that Marcus Jones is a good punt returner? Did you know that? Never heard of that before. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anyone had ever told me that before. And then he was out there today, surprisingly, because you know <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Miles Bryant. And yeah. he was out there today, and he looked pretty good. Looked like he could do that. You know what I mean? I was like, wow, this guy. It's almost like you know it, we found a diamond in the rough here with a good punt returner. No one knew he was a good punt returner. Turns Throw out, a he's guy back there and see what he can good do it at returning punts. Can you believe yeah.
1: it? Yeah. No, and I didn't think he looked good at returning kicks last week. And then I went to some of the film, and it was like, okay, I think he's hesitant. And there were some bad blocks, and he just yeah. got a little bit unlucky. And today, I mean, he looked good, Elastic. like really wow. good. Yeah. Where I was at a certain point in this game, I'm having, I'm looking back at like the 01 I said the 01 AFC championship game where scored 24 points and two of the touchdowns were on special teams and it's right. like all right we might or the super bowl the rams that year um which another crazy stat about that run i think the offense scored as many touchdowns as the defense and special teams did in the 01 playoffs if i'm remembering that correctly i
0: think the offense I
1: think the offense scored 3 one scored three Bra- right? brady's one, three, run three, three, the Bledsoe three. throw to patton the brady throw to patton and then yeah. Yeah. But I was like I was looking at it and it's like, okay, we got the one defensive score. If the special teams make a play and they score a touchdown, that's we're gonna win it right. just because of that. Right. And they came close. I think it's just you're playing a third string quarterback who's a rookie in his first ever start against a defense that's well coached and pretty good. Right. And
0: I thought they played I thought they played pretty darn well, man. They ran the ball hard. I thought Ramondre played exceptional tonight. Yeah. Uh, or this afternoon. I thought Harris played well. They have a one-two punch at running back that is, you know, and and yeah. Green Bay has a very good one too. The Pakers yeah. might have the best one in the week. I mean, those two guys are awesome. They're awesome. Yeah. They both run hard. They're both patient and they hit the holes and they find a spot and they find a lane. I, you know, I'm extremely impressed with these guys every week. And so, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's the thing. Now I'm confused about – this is what I'm confused about. Okay. Yeah. And I, I almost got into a fight in the stadium, but people were not <laughs> very happy with me after the horse caller play, right? And so that I understand Schooler pulled him down, but he pulled yeah. him down by his shirt. Now the question is, it used to be you had to get inside mm-hmm. the 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 pads for it to be a horse caller. I believe they changed that and ASJ okay. says that. That it has to it's, be above or at the nameplate. That's correct. I thought he was below the nameplate. That's what I thought. Now I might be it, wrong about that, but I thought it he was below the nameplate.
1: It was a tough play because I think he was below the nameplate, but I think he he like grabbed the area like that, like uh, what do you call it? The area right between the nameplate and the jersey and the oh, number, and the right number. in that gap, that negative space there. And it's like, okay, if you're that close and you're pulling a guy down from behind. Is it the right call? Probably not. Am I is in the context of things? Am I going to get that upset at the official for missing it or for, for making that call? Also, not so much. Uh, I think there were more egregious misses in this game. I don't think that's in the top five worst calls in this game. I mean, Everybody's going to talk about the Pats' touchdown being like three seconds after the clock had ex- the play clock had expired. <laughs> Two different occasions you have the ref going out there and announcing the wrong team for the penalty. They won't. Um, there was just... Oh man. I, I don't really think either team benefited. And I think the delay game is also kind of silly. It, the, like, It was a missed call, but it I didn't affect anything on the field. I don't think any of the players on either yeah. side realized.
0: There was, there was a play when... Uh, when Bailey shanked a punt.
1: Oh, I saw saw you tweet about this. I mean, yeah, what happened? I
0: I don't know what happened, but all the play's over, and then all of a sudden, a Patriots player went flying into the into the Green Bay bench because he got shoved in the back right in front of the refs. And I was like, what? What are we doing here? Right? They were awful. At one point, I think they, I think they said like timeout, Brown. Like they they called. They didn't even, they did, there was one play. Was it the holding on, I think it was on the, was it in overtime? They called uh, a legal block in the back on the punt return. They called a legal block in the back. I don't remember. They called a penalty Oh, they called unsportsmanlike conduct. It was, I was at the end of the play. They called unsportsmanlike conduct, plays over, dead ball foul, unsportsmanlike conduct, number 96 on the offense and it's like, oh i'm uh, oh sorry number 96 on the defense and i'm like yeah. are you kidding me guy what are you doing like you yeah doing it's that- like you
1: say that number you know that's not on the offense right right yeah so
0: it's just you know that they were they were a mess tonight a mess
1: yeah and it's like it wasn't it didn't affect the outcome at all they were just like no. so inconsistent and it's no. like it's also tough when like you go to green bay and you're just not getting holding penalties but right. we'd we're one of 31 teams that's going to complain about that. There's a long history of that. So it's, it's to be expected when you go up there, I expect Bill's probably going to send a little tape into the league yep. after this and yep. say, Hey, you missed this, You missed this. You missed this. Or what was that? Um, but it's just,
0: you know, it is. What it's, it's this is
1: where we are with officiating in the league.
0: Well, you know, and, and like I said, you know, and, and so before I get into this, before we kind of conclude this, I yeah. do want to say Aaron Rodgers today reminded me of tom brady in 2019 yes so tom brady in 2019 i you know was chucking the ball throwing the ball out of bounds take not taking sacks and just throwing it away Mm -hmm. and he yeah he, he that's what he did he did that he must have done that at least five or six times today where he just threw it away yeah and You know, and said, screw it. I'm not, I'm not getting it close enough to the guy that he can make a play. I don't believe he can make a play. I'm just going to it away. Um, and and he looks like a guy that's pissed off and, and kind of hates his receivers. And the guy doesn't trust his receivers right now. Um, you know, and we'll see kind of long-term, but he hit Romeo dubs on that beautiful touchdown pass and he dropped it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then he hits. And then he had, you know, he had a few other plays where it's like, you just need a guy to make a play. And it was just bad. Um, yeah. So, you know.
1: Yeah. And that, that, uh, that play from Dubs, too. He was a guy. I watched him uh, in the draft. And I, I watched his tape. And it was just like, oh, this guy's Nelson Aguilar Light. He's a, yeah. he's a burner who at that point didn't really have the technique. And he uh, has terrible hands. And yeah. look at that we saw we saw Aguilar and Dubs both have awful drops tonight so I feel pretty vindicated bad. in that take. Aguilar
0: drop was so bad. I mean it's just yeah. you know it was a perfect throw by Zappy because he he threw it low right intentionally so he wouldn't get hit by the safety coming down yeah. and Aguilar just got to go down and make the catch I and mean, it just he can't do it. So yeah, look I I think I think the big thing for me and I I kind of want to wrap up because I'm I'm here in Green Bay and we just ordered some pizza yeah. that, that's coming to us but um but. I think ultimately I wanted to see a good game today. I wanted to see the Patriots compete and they did way more than that. I was impressed with Mm Zappi. I, you know, I thought the defense played well. I think the young guys are good. Now, look, you know, we'll see how long is Matt going to be out, right? Someone just asked this question. How long is Matt going to be out? I don't know. Right. I I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. it, you know, people made it sound people made it sound as though, um, you know, after the bye back week this week, which is yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. But I do think, you know, if he's out six weeks, then he, then he comes back after the bye week So he gets a full seven weeks. Yeah. He might not, will, it might not take yeah. that long. You know, yeah. I don't know.
1: And I'll, I'll point out Brady on three separate occasions had an ankle sprain, a high ankle sprain. I, none of them were that severe. There's the, the O one AFC championship game one. Yeah. Um, and he had, a, he had two other playoff ones. Um, and he, all of them, there was a bye week the week after, and all of them he ended up playing two weeks after the injury happened, which I think they were all plant foot, like that left, that front foot when you're throwing. None of them were as severe as Max, but it's also one of those where if he has, if Matt can push off his back foot and you can keep the front foot stable and you're not going to risk re-injury by putting him out there, it's just a pain tolerance and mobility thing, then he could be back this week. Right right and it, and also it's, it's anywhere from he could be this week he could be out after the bye yep. i think we're just going to see what happens day by day <laughs>
0: yeah and and you know the same guys asking about Tyquan Dorton and Dorton right posted a video of him walking out he's been in and yeah. right and so do i think it's possible for him to come back and you know he's eligible to come back next week right yeah uh, not next week yeah next week no this week tuesday Right. Yeah. So he is eligible to come off this week. I'd be surprised if he did. They said eight to ten, uh, eight to ten weeks. And so I do think you know we're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to take it day by day. Uh, day by day by day by day. By day. <laughs> but um, but I do. I'd be surprised if it were this week. I wouldn't yeah. necessarily be surprised if it were next week. But sometime in the next two or three weeks, I would expect Tyquan Thornton to come in. And what he does, I think that's going to help the team. I think that's only going to help the team. Again, Algalore just catch the damn ball. Just catch yeah. the freaking ball. He gets open, he gets yeah. open. He just can't catch it, and it's so frustrating to see. I will say, I will say, they use Kendrick Bourne a little bit more today, and every time he, he use Kendrick Bourne, he looks good. Right. So yeah. keep using him, keep him in the game, and, and you know, and just kind of see where it goes. Uh, yeah. From there and and there
1: I there and there. I wanted they uh, asked about what he can do on the field to help the team too for Thornton, and it's. He brings um, – it's kind of like a combination of what Parker and Aguilar do, at least if he's able to actually play well and be the guy he was in college. Yeah. He's a guy I think you can you can put him outside the numbers and have him go run go routes all day long with a comeback every once in a while, and he'll, he'll probably break one deep. If he doesn't, he's going to stretch the defense They'll probably get you three catches for 50 yards and some of those comebacks. Yeah. I think he can also do some of the stuff Aguilor does where you put him in the slot and you just have him go across the field. Even some of the stuff that Edelman used to do where you're just – you're just going to beat the guy across the field. You're, you're faster and you're quicker. Yeah, um, exactly. Obviously, I think health is a concern. Uh, I'm not concerned about the mental side as much with Thornton based on what we saw in the preseason and what we've heard about him, his scouting report. I think he might come on quicker. Uh, if you're looking for a player to compare him to in terms of impact, it's probably Malcolm Mitchell as a rookie, what he was able to do. Yeah. But I think it's crazy to say this. This receiving core might also be better. It's deeper, I think, than the receiving core they had that year. We've, we've talked a lot about how bad the Pats receivers have been, but Kendrick Bourne is struggling for playing time at points. And not all of this is – it's not all about a beef with the coaches. It's that they got a lot of guys who are pretty good at what they do, and yeah. they all play different things. So yeah. you're going to rotate, guys. So Thornton's right. probably going to be healthy scratch, my guess, when he first comes back. But at some point, he'll be eased in. And then if he does well with what they give him, they'll expand the role.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, and if
1: agalor if agalor keeps fun playing and dropping passes we might see a little bit more sooner
0: right right no and that's, that's and listen my my theory behind it and what i the way i feel about this about this year and i kind of what i've said all along mm-hmm. you're not you're not winning the super bowl this year you're not yeah. and so you know you have some young talented players put them on the field put those young talented players on the field and just see what you get listen jack jones Played ex- exceptionally well today. At times, had a pick six, had a forced fumble which he also recovered. Huge, big plays. He also couldn't play well; didn't play well in the running game because he's that 175 seventy-five pounds, right? They, they, you know, they throw passes to Dubs and and he, you know, or Dobbs and he and he overpowers him because he's one hundred and seventy-five pounds, right? You're gonna have some bad plays too. There was also a play that. You know, Rogers was getting rushed and so he didn't have him, but my goodness, he tried to cheat on, on what he thought was going to be an out route by Lazard and Lazard kind of faked outside and ran straight up and Lazard was all by himself for a touchdown. Rogers couldn't get it to him because he was getting hit. But you're going to have mistakes like that. You're going to, right. But these guys can be electric. They can play well. So ultimately, okay, sure. He's to Is he going to make some bad plays? Yes. But Jack let Jones up. by himself forced two turnovers and scored a touchdown. And so let him like, make the mistakes. That's why, right, exactly. And, that's why. They and, didn't Laz- mean, you know?
1: and like Lazard's been in the league for a while. He's not the best player, but he's going to be a better route runner than Jack Jones as a cover guy. That's going to happen sometimes. Right. Um, yeah, I was mostly impressed by Jack Jones. Thought he had some yeah. good stuff out there. Did you see his quote after the game? Love it. Oh, I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's saying that it's what he takes offense to he it said, if you throw an out route. Yeah,
0: he said it's it's disrespectful for you. I I I find I love it that he is just out
1: he's so, such yeah. a character. I love the energy he brings. Yeah. Um, you mentioned I know you want to get out of here, so I can just do a couple a couple sure. quick takes. Uh, one, I thought Judon was fantastic today. I thought the pass rush in general yep. was fantastic. Uh, they need Lawrence Guy back on the defensive line. Uh-huh. That Detroit game next week. Here's something for you. I believe I saw this on Twitter earlier. I haven't confirmed it, but it's on Twitter, so you know it's true. Um, Detroit has the number one offense in the NFL and the number thirty-two defense in the NFL. Unbelievable for ne- for are So they're, they got big boys. We're gonna need guy back to stop
0: that running he attack. Just gave up forty-eight points to the Seahawks. So like, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's we can we should be able to. We'll we can throw a U win at quarterback and probably score twenty points. I got to put it on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as they should be able to do something next week, that's going to be a really interesting game. I know we'll talk about that later. thought, that some ways, two of the worst guy. I thought Jake Bailey had a bad game. I oh, didn't realize they mentioned points. it on air. He is he has the lowest yards per punt in the NFL, that's right. and just which this almost feels a little bit like Ryan Allen. Like Ryan Allen had a couple of really good years and he had that great Super Bowl, and then just all right, we're gonna move on. I feel like, I feel like the team is going to end up drafting a punter in the fifth round next year. And people are going to go kind of crazy, but they're going to get the pick right again. It's going to be somebody who's yeah. good. And
0: you know, what's funny is that at the end of the first half, they kicked off and Nick folk was back there kicking off and not Jake Bailey. So I don't know if he's hurt or something, yeah. you know, if something's going on. I'm not sure, but, Whatever it is, he's not right right now because that was yeah. a really bad game. He had two really bad punts, one in overtime. One almost
1: um, one almost cost them the game at the end of regulation. 31-yard yep. punt
0: in that situation. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then, in there the, was a penalty, thankfully. Yeah. So it pushed him yeah. out,
1: but it was bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought he had a rough day. I, th- I think special teams this year in general have been underwhelming. I think Marcus Jones in this one game has been the brightest part of special teams. Yeah. Um, and I don't so think they, they
0: were – Speaking of special teams – what yeah. the hell was the penalty on Cody Davis? What did he do? We, there was never a replay. Because, by the way, Lambeau you know. showed zero replays. None. I couldn't believe it. The no, whole game no showed no replays. It was crazy. But, you know, he, he ran in, and I thought he was trying to block the punt. Because he <laughs> came in He came in last second off of the side. And so I'm not sure why. But I, I almost wonder if instead of going for the block, that he tried to take out the up back. And the mm-hmm. upback wasn't looking, and they called it a blindside block. But it was just – I don't see why he would have done that. So I don't know. I, I, I yeah. just – well, I don't get to, it. We'll
1: have see. to go to the film when that comes out this week. Yeah, yeah they called him for the blindside they hit. Did, and yeah. They did, yeah.
0: And I just – I didn't understand didn't, the didn't blindside see
1: it. block thing. Was. Yeah, I'll have to so rewatch that's... it. Yeah, see if I can – I'll go on uh, NFL Plus later and check out the TV copy, see if I can see it on there, yeah. um, which was weird. Um, but, yeah, Judon, I think he's had a great start to the season. He and Wise – uh, the linebackers are still a little bit of an issue uh, Tavea, which so I know we figured out how to pronounce his name like week one, week two or whatever it was. Yeah. And to- Tony Romo and Jim Nance were both pronouncing it incorrectly in different ways, which was just, <laughs> and it's awesome. so I don't, it's obviously you, company, really. Yeah. I don't know how how much you've dug into this, but they have a pronunciation guide for the names. If you go on the Patriots website, you can listen to every player pronounce their name. There's a video of every set player telling you how they say their name. That's so if you're if you're in the national media doing something like that, there is just no excuse to not know how a guy's name is said. Tony Remu, Tanny yeah, Remu, Remu. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I um, I, agree
1: I with thought that. I. But he, I thought, was one of their better linebackers. I think in, in games where you're going to get run on a lot, I think it's tough for Mack
0: Wilson. Mack Wilson is okay, but he just – he's not great in co- He's okay in coverage. He's not great in coverage, and he's not good against the run because he can't He you're right. He just – he can't – You put a guard on him, and it's over, right? And so yeah. that is challenging. Uh, it's challenging. I thought – I will say, I thought against a very good running team in Green Bay. I thought they played okay against the run. They weren't great, but they were okay against the run. Those are two very good running backs. And I thought for the most part, they were all right. Um, And so they held up not the best, but they held up okay, I thought.
1: Yeah, and it's, I mean, when you got an offense that at times can't stay on the field or can't move the ball and all that going on, I thought the defense stood up. I, I was impressed by the mentality of the team today. And that's probably the the single best part that's like, okay, if you can capture what the team did today outside of the quarterback position and then get healthy at all the spots they need to get healthy, this is a playoff team. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And uh, just a reminder to people out there, last season, they started one and three. They lost the first game against Miami, won a game on the road against a team that wasn't very good, and then had two tough losses in a row. So, following the same pattern um and it sucks to not get not get better but also it's a four game sample size and i think they've looked better going 1 in 3 this year than they did last year.
0: One well, i think the big thing right and everyone says all oh, moral victories more of it to me it's not a moral victory right it's not a moral victory what it is is a sign that they are they're pretty good right you see some signs okay. from Players, when you see things like Jack Jones showed you today, when you see things like Marcus Jones showed you today, when you see things like Bailey's Zappy showed you today and and what the running game showed you, to me, those yeah. are things that point in a good direction. That doesn't mean you're going to be good. That doesn't mean you're going to win the Super Bowl. It doesn't mean, I'm sorry, Dark Go, that doesn't guarantee a playoff version. <laughs> but, but, you know, there's a possibility and you can see some of the, you know, the the potential on the team. And now it's their job to realize that potential and, and play well. Right, and so I don't know if they can do that, but in Lambeau against a tough team that held the that held Tom Brady to twelve points last week, um, you know, you went in there and you played extremely well, and so to me, yes, you don't win, and that sucks, and there are some things that they could have done differently that, that may have come out with an with an with a win, but you didn't get one. But I think there's some real positives to walk away feeling pretty good about where this team is headed, um, yeah. you know, in the future, but also this year too. I think that they're, I think they're heading in the right direction. Yeah, and if you look at this week one,
1: you basically you don't get the doors blown off you, but you're pretty much immediately down multiple scores, and Miami dictates the game, and you can't really do what you want to do. Week two, you play better, but not great. You make a couple big plays and it gets a win on the road against a, a well-coached opponent. Week three, you are at home against a contender. And in the fourth quarter, you have multiple chances to take the lead in their territory. And then week four, you're on the road against a contender and you have the lead in the fourth quarter. This is improvement. Game over game. They're getting better. Right. And we saw how much of a disaster the zone zone running outside zone stuff was week one. So they got rid of it. Weeks two and three. And they established the run, and they built on other things. And then today, against stacked boxes, where the other team knows you're going to be running it, they mixed the outside zone back in, and they were able to make it work. And that's how you build on stuff. It doesn't matter. Right. But I was talking to somebody earlier. You know, 2012, the Arizona Cardinals were 4-0 and through the first four weeks. That was the year they came into New England and beat the Patriots. And they, went and they lost their next 12 games. It doesn't yeah. matter what team you are in week four. It matters what team you are at the end of the season. Obviously, mm-hmm. you need to pick up wins along the way. Clearly. But right. it's development because then, yeah. all right, if you can get the the outside zone stuff to work. We saw, obviously, Win has struggled, and we can get into that this during the week. They put Cannon in, and things seem to work well. Yeah. Uh, no Jonu so They just went, we're going to go six offensive linemen. That worked well. That's something that, okay, this is something we know we can do. We have guys that can do it. Win can do that. They can put Cannon out there and he's not a liability and he's not going to get penalties and he's not going to result in two quarterbacks getting their heads blown off because uh, Zappi took a shot to the head tonight, too. And, did. Yep. and it's like, OK, we got, got, we got things that we can do, things that we didn't know we could do last week. Now we know we can do. There was nothing that was like in the game plan last week that they couldn't do because of the personnel, except for the Mac thing. And they added a couple wrinkles. wrinkles. Yeah. Do that week over week get players back, get Mills back, get Guy back, get Myers back, plus the quarterback situation, Thornton comes back. We'll see this next stretch of games where you got Lions, Browns, Jets. If you can pick up some wins there even with backups, all yep. of a sudden you're still in the playoff hunt after no, the bye. Exactly. Ideally you got a mostly healthy team and who knows what happens. Will they get into the playoffs? I don't know. But if they can build on things, that's how you get upsets. That's how you you knock off the you knock off the bills down the stretch because you improve you figure right. something out. The bills do not look like an unbeatable team at this point in the season either.
0: No, they don't. So we'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll tackle that later. But yeah. uh, but anyways, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run. But this was uh, listen, there's a lot of positives. There's a lot of positives coming out of here, and I do yeah. think that overall there's a lot of things to be happy about. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all, not all things. But I do think there's a lot of things to be happy about. I do want to give a shout out. Uh, We were at our tailgate today, Mm -hmm. and you know, people walking around. A guy in a in a two guys, one in a red Hartford Whalers sweater, uh, and then red one, one? a red one, yes. yes. How they made that, I know. And then uh, the guy he was with was in a blue. Wilson drew blood so jersey, so you know that's a throwback of it's a Wilson. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he had that originally. Their names were Doug and Peter. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking to Doug, and uh, and he said, Someone said something, I forget what some I I don't remember what happened. I think I said something, and he goes, Wait, do you lose a podcast? And I said, Yeah, he goes, Wait a second, I listen to your podcast, and I'm like, What? and he's like, Yeah. He's like, wait, I think I was talking about how I wanted to exchange pins or something like that. And he said, "Wait, uh, oh, hold on, wait, do you want, and then it, come to find out, you know, he listens to Pat's pulpit. but you are um, the Pat Lane. I am the Pat Lane. And he's like, I recognize your voice. <laughs> so, uh, so it was pretty cool. So, so I oh, that's we, awesome. So they were, they were cool guys. You signed an, were, an autograph? I, they, I did not. No autograph. <laughs> but, uh, but the, my, the rest of my party made sure to give me crap for it. Uh, there you go. I was, I was, that I was, that was uh, I okay. was being recognized out in, in, uh, in Lambeau. So. But it was fun. We had a we had a great time, and uh, stadium tour tomorrow. So I'm I'm excited about it. And listen, as I said, I think there's lots of positives moving forward. I think that you know, we we are better than we were a few weeks ago, and I think that mm-hmm. that's a good thing. That's a good thing, yeah. and that's what you want to see from the from this team. It's a young team, um, so as long as they keep getting better, that's all we can ask for. So yeah,
1: and it it won't be perfect. But uh, no. since you mentioned jerseys, I got one more question for you. What jersey okay. is it that you're wearing? Christian Barmore. Okay. I saw the ninety and I assumed it was Barmore, but I didn't know if there was somebody else that you were, yeah, uh, no, you were pulling Christian out. Barmore,
0: my guy yeah. I used to have I had a Winovich jersey and then middle of the season last season when he started playing bad and Barmore started playing great. I decided to mm. switch to Barmore because I'm a defensive line. I like it. I'm a D line guy. Uh I had a Will Fork forever. Um and so so I decided to go um decided to go up Barmore. Yes. At, at the refs the refs thought it was one of the offensive <laughs> players in the nineties, but but it was just me. I love um,
1: that. This, this. Well, hey, we're both D line guys. I, this is my—I got my Judon jersey. You can't cat. see it with the mic, Dang. and that's why I got the red sleeves. Love but it. So you got to complete the look. Gotta yeah. I was—I looked on the Pat's site this week. I was like, I want—I want a white version of these new jerseys because I hadn't grabbed one yet. It's so like I yeah. want a Devin McCourty one. He's been the my favorite player play. for a while. White one. Does. There is no white Devin McCourty jersey on the Patriots Pro Shop site. What? Yeah. Look around. I was like, this. There were only like two options for the white jersey, and it was like. It was like, it, I, it wasn't these guys. It was like Raekwon McMillan and like Devonte Parker stuff yeah, like that. And it was like, that's, those are the guys.
0: Well, I'll be in, I'll be in the pro shop and maybe I'll, I'll see if they got <laughs> dark blue. Cool. Just I have, have
1: Jones at any number combo you want.
0: Hey, why not? Right. Just pick Jones and then a number. It'll be one of them. I'm sure. Yeah. Right? Hey,
1: hey, that number, uh, that number 13 for Jack Jones. They say 13's an unlucky number. So far, Pretty it's just better. it's just unlucky for the other team. Exactly. Yep. You throw it 13, nice. it's unlucky.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially to the out. Especially yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. We'll be back uh, midweek with our regular show talking about the Lions Patriots matchup, uh, throwback matchup on Sunday. I gotta bring um, out my red
1: jersey for the podcast this well, week. yeah.
0: I might have to wear my red Troy Brown too. So um but, uh, but yeah, that's what we got. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will uh, we'll talk to you soon.